share your learning with others. Step seven of searching for answers inquiry process. Learn how to help your students prepare and share the product of their learning as part of the answers inquiry process. During the first steps of the answers inquiry learning process, students asked questions, noted the possibilities, sought out information, recorded their findings, designed a product or presentation, and used feedback to make necessary revisions. They are now ready to share and celebrate what they have learned. The seventh step is where student learning takes wings. Through the sharing process, students' learning is transformed from something that benefits the individual student doing the inquiry to something that affects the broader audience. This sharing amplifies the impact of the student's work. To effectively share learning with others, students will need to both prepare and present publish what they have learned. Because this process is not completely linear, students will also be weaving back to earlier steps as they finalize their message and the communication strategy. They may discover a gap in their learning that requires them to circle back to the search and seek step, or they may discover another key question that they hadn't initially considered. This is not only acceptable, but also desirable, and adds to the authenticity of how learning happens outside of the structured school setting. The benefits that students gain when sharing their learning are wide-ranging and important. The following list can help us and our students better understand why it is so important to share what they've learned. 1. Motivation. Because the product is public, students are likely to care more deeply about the outcome and the quality of their public product. Students won't want to be negatively perceived, such as looking unprepared by people in the real world. This shifts the motivation from grades, which is artificial and extrinsic motivators, to capturing a positive audience reaction, which is much more authentic and intrinsic. 2. SEL and Empathy because students have all completed the inquiry process, they have gone through a common set of struggles. Because of this, they will be likely be more empathetic listeners and viewers. This shared experience can give them valuable perspective as they listen and see what their peers have done. In the process of preparing and presenting to a targeted audience, they will also build upon the empathy they gain during the audience analysis aspect of the elaborate and express step. 3. Understanding and Retention Presenting our findings provides students with another opportunity to build understanding and increase retention. In order to teach a topic, students will need a higher depth of understanding about their topic, and studies have shown that teaching something greatly improves retention. We experience this as teachers, sometimes not realizing gaps in our understanding until we are teaching it. This is okay, as it's part of the learning process and a valuable experience for our students. 4. Metacognition During inquiry learning, students should be learning as much about the process of learning as they do about the academic content. These are important life skills that will serve them long after they leave our classroom. When students get feedback from an audience, it can help inform their thinking about their inquiry and thinking processes. This feedback can come in the form of audience reaction, judges' comments, listeners' questions, peer feedback, and or self-reflection. Seeing how their peers approach the work can also provide them with additional opportunities to get ideas and reflect on how they can approach their work differently in the future. In fact, students should weave back to the R step of the answers inquiry process and intentionally review, reflect, and consider how they would revise their process the next time they encounter this type of experience.
Number five, life and career skills. The experience of sharing our learning and interacting with an audience helps to develop critical skill areas. First and foremost, students must practice the art of communication. This may include effective writing, speaking, listening, and more. Students will also apply and develop skills around technology, design, and presenting. Interacting with others will also require students to navigate the elements of social and emotional learning. Number six, growth mindset. During the inquiry journey, especially the longer inquiry projects, students may experience the emotion of wanting to give up. If we can guide them to a successful endpoint where others see and celebrate their work, students often gain a sense of accomplishment, which they can use to fuel them through future, more rigorous learning. Successes that follow productive struggle lead to a great sense of pride and foster a growth mindset. Number seven, celebration of learning. While some students will celebrate their accomplishments intrinsically, public sharing offers an opportunity for a public celebration of successful learning. Success often encourages future success as it gives students confidence and a positive reward for their hard work. A public audience provides opportunities for accolades and positive feedback can continue to reinforce a growth mindset. Here are some tips and strategies you can share with your students as they prepare and then present or publish their findings with others. To help guide your students through this step of the answers inquiry process, you can use the Share Your Learning with Others study guide and Prepare to Share poster. Feel free to make copies of these templates and refine them as needed to best meet the needs of your students. Prepare to present your findings learning. First, plan. What do you need to get ready to successfully present or publish your findings? Identify tasks and action steps to be completed. Prioritize tasks from most urgent to least urgent and set deadlines. Focus on the essential tasks. Create a checklist using a tool like Google Keep, Microsoft OneNote, or TaskAid. And anticipate the unexpected. Plan on completing tasks early to avoid issues if something unexpected arises. Second, review. How well do you know the information you will share? Having confidence in what you know will bring you confidence when sharing your learning with others. Review your findings. If presenting, create note cards using templates like Adobe Spark note card templates or using tools like Evernote or Google Keep. Third, equipment. What materials and technology do you need to set up? Identify, gather, and set up materials and technology needed for presenting or publishing. Consider backup options if you should encounter technology issues. Test the technology and practice using it to be sure it's working as expected and as needed. Check your Wi-Fi and internet connection, test your audio and video, make sure the device is fully charged, reboot the device before presenting, and close all extra windows and tabs. Fourth, prep. What do you need to do to get the space and or stage ready? If it is a live presentation, visit the physical space and consider how you will arrange your space or stage. This will help reduce anxiety when presenting. Test and practice using the technology in the space to get comfortable with the various pieces of equipment like microphone, a projector, or a panel. Consider the audience experience. If you're presenting live, be sure the audience can see your artifacts, lab, text, or visuals from all areas of the room, including the back. If you're presenting virtually, test the screen sharing to be sure the audience can see your materials. 
Are the text and visuals readable? Be aware of backlighting issues. Adjust the space so that the light sources, such as windows and lamps, are in front of you. If publishing online, review your project on different devices to be sure the user experience is as expected. Fifth, audience. What do you need to do to prepare for your specific audience? Revisit the audience analysis that you did as part of the elaborate and express step to ensure that your information and delivery will engage and appeal to them. Who is your targeted audience? What does the audience already know about the problem, task, or situation? How does the audience feel about the topic? What is their level of interest in the topic? What are their expectations for the presentation? And what relevant demographic information should be considered, such as age, gender, cultural background, and or level of education? Consider your audience experience. Can they hear and see the visuals regardless of where they are sitting in the audience? Can they navigate and see the information that is published online regardless of the device they are using? Are the share settings set for them to access needed resources? And engage your audience. Grab their attention by opening with a quote, scenario, story, or interesting fact or statistic, an intriguing question, an interesting prop or visual, or a bit of relevant humor. If presenting via video conference, leverage the chat and Q&A features within Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, or Zoom. And create background opportunities for the audience to submit questions, add comments, or discuss the topic using tools like Google Slides Q&A, Mentimeter, or Padlet. Six, rehearse. How and when will you rehearse? The more you practice, the more you will be confident and comfortable. Rehearsing also helps reduce anxiety, which is a natural emotion we experience when presenting. Nerves are normal. They are a signal your body is preparing itself. Recognize how your body is responding and practice using positive self-talk to calm the nerves. Talk to yourself like a cheerleader who is excited to see you perform. Realize that the physiological reactions you're experiencing are the body's way of helping you prepare for peak performance, more oxygen, adrenaline, etc. Taking slow, deep breaths can slow your heart if you need to calm yourself. Use mindfulness resources like Mind Yeti for relaxation. Remind yourself that everyone feels nervous presenting and that others want you to succeed and are there to support you. Talk to someone about how you are feeling. Saying our fears out loud to a friend or a family member can help reduce our anxiety. And if the anxiety is acute, reach out to your parents or guardian or a counselor for support. Practice on your own in front of a mirror as well as in front of family, friends, and or peers. Practice going slow as you will naturally speed up when presenting. Build in pauses to avoid using fillers like um and like. Practice using your notes. The notes should serve as cues. Avoid reading the notes as your audience will be more engaged by your natural conversing style. Practice using vocal variety to avoid sounding monotone. Vary your tone, volume, and pace of voice. Practice using gestures and making eye contact. Practice having strong posture and confident body language to avoid fidgeting. If presenting live, practice the entire process of presenting. Stand up, walk to the front, present, and return to your seat. If presenting virtually, practice presenting in the video conference tool that you will be using. Record yourself practicing. Watch the recording and consider how you can improve your presentation. For Zoom, Meet, or Teams, use the recording feature to record yourself. 
and visualize a positive experience. See yourself in your mind presenting a great presentation. And number seven, execute. How will you know you're ready to present or publish? Identify indicators that will let you know when you're ready to share your learning. Some example indicators include, I know the information well, I've tested the technology, I looked at my published product on all devices, and I have rehearsed the presentation until I feel confident. Once ready, see the tips below for presenting and or publishing your findings. Quote from Bobby Knight, basketball coach, the will to succeed is important, but what's most important is the will to prepare. Present or publish the product of your findings or learning. Here are some tips and questions for your students to consider as they present or publish their findings. Tips for presenting. Dress appropriately for the setting. First impressions are important. Dressing up also puts you in a more professional and confident mindset for presenting. Arrive early. This will give you time to ensure that the equipment is working and your space is set up as expected. You will then have time to make any adjustments if needed. Being in the space before the audience arrives also helps reduce those nerves. Energize and focus yourself. Prime yourself to be in that zone to perform. Listen to high energy or calming music. Give yourself a positive pep talk in front of a mirror. Walk around the hallway, swing your arms, jump up and down, whatever works for properly energizing yourself. Rehearse one more time, to a wall or in front of a mirror. Be yourself and have fun. You have prepared hard and are ready for this moment. Smile. It will not only ease your anxiety, but it'll make you much more inviting to the audience. Find a friendly face in the audience who boosts your confidence. Be positive, enthusiastic, and confident, and show your passion for your work. Show your personality. Speak to and not just at the audience. It will make you much more approachable and earn you respect from them. Present with confidence. Make eye contact, use purposeful gestures, and display confident body language. Be prepared for the unexpected. Use humor and don't let it shake you. If you make a mistake, don't let it derail you. If it's a delivery mistake, likely no one will notice, move on. If it's a factual mistake, acknowledge it, correct it, move on. None of us are perfect. Your audience will respect your integrity in making the corrections. If someone points out an error, thank them for the feedback. View this as another learning opportunity rather than a failure. And celebrate and continue to learn. When done, reflect on what worked well and celebrate your accomplishments. Also reflect on opportunities to be better next time. Use this as another learning experience. What feedback does your audience provide? And watch other presentations. What works well in their presentation that you could do in a future presentation? And of course, support and celebrate your peers. Additional tips for presenting virtually. These additional tips will help you when presenting via video conference platforms like Zoom, Google Meet, or Microsoft Teams. Carefully consider your background. Avoid clutter and distracting visuals. If you don't have a good background, use built-in backgrounds available in Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or Meet. Be sure that the light sources like windows are behind you to avoid backlighting issues. Find a quiet spot. Use a headphone with a microphone to avoid picking up room noises. Turn on features that cancel noise background and there are directions available for Google Meet, Teams, and Zoom. Let your family know you're presenting so they don't accidentally interrupt. Check the technology. See the equipment notes in the prepare section above. Look into the camera when speaking. 
Set the camera so that you're looking eye level to your audience. And if using notes, tile your windows and place your second screen so that you minimize looking away from the camera. And then leverage the chat and Q&A features to interact and engage with your audience. Design tips for publishing. The following design tips will help ensure your audience finds your creations both appealing and accessible. Keep your content and message clear and concise. Be consistent in your design. Use consistent font styles, sizes, and colors. Use consistent background styles, colors, or themes. And use animations and consistent transitions that support rather than distracts from the message. Use white space and create balance. Use white space to create visual breaks. This will add clarity and visual appeal. The elements on the page should also be visually balanced, both vertically and horizontally. Place related items near each other in close proximity. Placing related items near each other will tie them visually together. This will help avoid visual clutter and confusion. Use visuals and multimedia to add meaning and clarity. Incorporate relevant pictures, charts, graphs, icons, illustrations, and videos. And then be sure to caption or tag visuals for accessibility. Design for accessibility and intuitive navigation. Create contrast between the text and the background. Avoid red and green for those who are colorblind. Use legible fonts. Avoid all caps and script fonts. Use serif fonts like Times New Roman for print publications and use sound serif fonts like Arial for digital publications. Consider font size. Use 10 plus for viewing in print, 16 plus for web viewing, and 22 plus for room viewing. For hyperlinks, use blue font and underline. Design for clear navigation that avoids too much clicking and confirm that the share settings are set as needed so your intended audience has access to it. A quote from Harvey McKay, author, the best way to sound like you know what you're talking about is to know what you're talking about. After your students present or publish their creation, it's important that they take a moment to revisit the reflection questions that were part of the R step. Their reflection should include both the process and product of their learning with an emphasis on the process. These reflection questions could include, what strategies did you leverage that worked well for you? What challenge did you experience and how did you overcome the challenge? What can you do differently and improve upon next time? How have your knowledge and skills grown? What are your next steps for continuing to develop your skills and knowledge? And what are your future goals for using these skills? As you wrap up the inquiry learning experience with your students, this is also a great time for you to pause and reflect on the design of your instruction. Ask yourself the same questions that you ask your students. What worked well? What could you do differently next time? Since we know that having our students do something only once will not help them master the skills, it will be important to provide your students more inquiry learning experiences. What have you learned from this experience that will inform your design of the student's next inquiry learning? As you reflect on this experience, also consider how you can further empower your students during their next inquiry learning. If this was their initial experience with inquiry learning, you likely provided them with more guidance, structure, and scaffolding to help them be successful. However, now that they have some experience, skills, and confidence, it will be important to release more of the responsibility for the learning over to your students. How can you empower them with more voice and choice in their learning? For example, perhaps they can have more ownership in picking what they learn. 
how they learn, and with whom and how they will share their learning. It is also important to consider how you can increase the rigor for your students. Educator Trevor McKenzie describes four types of student inquiry that range from very structured, teacher-driven inquiry to free inquiry that is completely student-driven. He compares these types of inquiry of learning to how to swim. You start in the shallow end with lots of support and you work your way to the deep end with the goal of becoming a strong, independent swimmer who can swim in any type of water. As you reflect on this inquiry experience and the design of the next inquiry learning, consider how you can gradually release more responsibility to your students. How can you support and push them to go deeper so that they can become stronger and more independent inquiry learners?